Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hi, I'm Jason Cundy, and you are listening to the TalkSport Daily Podcast. And it goes to off this week, so you've got the other half of the inimitable, I think that's the word, sports bar duo on today's show. We'll be hearing from Ben Stokes in the studio with Big Al and Ali looking back at an incredible summer of cricket. Robbie from AFTV chats to a very own Simon Jordan. Is it a chat? No, it's not. It is basically, it's a fight with your tongues. And a Hollywood A-lister live on the sports bar. And that's where we start the podcast with a very special guest. No, really, here's the moose at Stamford Bridge. Yes, really, after Chelsea beat Lille. Yeah, really, to qualify for the last 16. Yeah, really, for the Champions League. Yeah, really, with a Hollywood A-lister. Yes, really, it's Matthew McConaughey. I came out here to um, tour and promote this film I got called The Gentleman, which Guy Ritchie uh, directed. We shot it all around London last year. And so we're in town for a few days. And I uh, wanted to get by the Chelsea match tonight. And I understood it was a big match. And it was a big match. What the first half it? looked like you had it completely handled. Got a little tight there in the second half, but you got it here with the 2-1 victory. Yeah, we call it squeaky bum time over here. Well, it worked. It worked. <laughs> um, I mean, do you get over here much to see much football? We, I've been to an Arsenal game. Um, I, mean, I said football. The McConaughey, <laughs> McConaughey clan. Um, actually, my heritage um, rested in Liverpool on their way on their way through. So we follow it. I've got children at home, right? 11, 9, 6, who are big footballers. My job takes me all over the world, right? What's the one game you can find anywhere in the world? Football. Football, right? Well, so, soccer, as you call it. The soccer, yeah. The soccer ball is the greatest invitation in the world. And uh, so they've got me back into it. I played for like 12 years as a kid, but it's mainly my kids that have got me back into it. So we've got a local team now in Austin, Texas, where the Austin FC will be playing in, in 2021. Um, and I'm part owner with Austin FC. So we just got our GM. We just broke ground. We got a stadium coming up. We'll have 22,000, and we're going to start looking for players now. And so soccer's coming to Austin, Texas. Brilliant. And just give more, more plug about your film. Uh, it's called The Gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Lock, Stock, Two Smoker Barrels. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, Guy yeah. Ritchie, my favorite Guy Ritchie work that he does, those smaller gangster films that are damn funny as well. This is one of those. Youth soccer in America is is big. It is huge. It, there's a real commitment there. So I, my hope is that in eight to 10 years, you're going to see that generation actually having something to do with soccer around the world at a high level. We'll see. I don't think it's ever going to take over American football or American basketball, but it may take over hockey and baseball, soccer in America. Um, so it's good to see Pulisic out there, man. And he's and hopefully he keeps it up and hopefully more Americans get up, get up to his level. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that was seriously Matthew McConaughey. Okay, now, ahead of England's Test Series in South Africa, live and exclusive on TalkSport 2, England World Cup winning hero Ben Stokes joined Big Al and little Ali McCoyst in the studio and reflected on the unforgettable summer of cricket earlier this year. 2019 will always be that year for, for English cricket to be able to look back on with um, some, some pretty amazing memories, not just as a player, but I think as a fan, fan of cricket as well. Yeah, Ali. I've got to say, mate, and I, I hope you don't. I don't think you'll ever get sick again back to that World Cup final, right? I, I watched that in Portugal, right, and still to this day, I can't believe it. somebody had written a film and written a script about the whole thing. That they ripped it up and thrown it away. They said that's not believable. What was it like to play? what just what was it like to play? Yeah, I mean, you know, you. Yeah, I totally agree with you. If if you were to write that down before it happened, you'd be like, "No, there's no chance that's ever going to happen." But to be a to be a part of something like that was honestly incredible, um, and <laughs> it is still quite hard to put into words. That, but it's amazing what finals do in sport. They always seem to to bring out you know great sporting moments, mm-hmm. um, and certainly in in the world of cricket and probably in the world of sport that. That World Cup final will. What was the pre- What was the pressure like, Ben? Because they, there was an expectancy, and then <clears throat> you you lost a couple of games. Was it Australia? Was it India? I can't remember. Lost a couple of games going up, and then all of a sudden, I think you had to win the final three to become world champions. So there was an expectancy, but there must have been an incredible pressure. Yeah, I think you know we obviously were world number one going into that tournament. We were favourites, but you know that doesn't mean anything once the tournament starts. Um, you know, anybody can beat anybody. Uh, just depends who turns up best on the day. And um, it got to that point where you know we knew that we had to to win. You know, these group games to to get ourselves through. And rather than hide away from you know the reality of that situation we were faced with, we um, we sat down as a team and, and basically just opened up about how we we're all feeling and um, put everything out on the table and, and mm. you know made everyone aware of this as. The situation we find ourselves in, but we need to embrace it and um, understand it, I guess. And I think that got the weight of you know that expectation off everybody's shoulders. It's amazing that had to be New Zealand as well, Ben. Like, I spoke to mum and dad, and they were they were ecstatic. They were, but I, I don't think the neighbours were talked to them for a few weeks <laughs> over there. <laughs> Was that awkward? When, have you been, you've been home since, yeah. have you? Yeah, I've been home. Um, I went back for a week um, before the test guys came out to New Zealand to spend some time with mum and dad. Um, you know, New Zealand's for me. It's not just a cricket tour. It's it's a bit more than that. It's a chance to see family and stuff yeah. like that. And um, you know, there was a few you know um, jokes flying around with a bit of tongue in cheek and stuff like that about but the uh, overall. It was good. Overall, it's fantastic. It's a brilliant place. Yeah. Did you feel Ben did you, that, that particular tournament? Because I remember there was an incident. I think Johnny Bairstow had a, a come out of the goat one or two ex players. I think they got Michael Vaughan and maybe one or two of the press boys. See at that particular time and after that, did you kind of form a? I don't want to say siege mentality, but did that bring you together even more? Oh, I think we we've always had that. We've always because we've been a uh, four year. Obviously, this was a four year, um, you know, journey <clears> for us getting to this World Cup, and we were a very stable team before that. You know, there wasn't too many changes leading up into the World Cup, so we were you know a unit for mm. for quite a long time, and. Um, what you have to do in you know as, as in a team sport is, is stick together through thick and thin, whether that is on field stuff or off field stuff. 
Um, and that's sort of the mentality that um, would be expected of you to come into the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that Owen Morgan has really drilled into us as, you know, we're a unit, we stick together, we play together. Um, and we're the we're the ones that count. We don't focus on anybody else. It was nice as well because it being pressure of an England captain. And I spoke. I speak to Harmy, and so many people were saying it's too much for Joe, like it has been for great players. Give it to Ben. But Harmy was no, 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 no. You don't give it to Ben. No, 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 no. Just leave him be. But it was nice to see Joe get a few runs. Yeah, I mean, being Test captain is you know one of the toughest jobs um, in sport. Um, and one of the most criticised and you know that depending on how, how people speak about you is how well you, you, the performance is on the pitch from you individually mm-hmm. and, and as a team and um, it's unfair um, most of the time that when things don't go too well the captain gets it yes, all sir. you know it's there's other people out there trying to perform as well who you know add to winning or you know um, don't necessarily perform well enough to win yeah. so um, it's been tough but uh, I actually called Joe to get a double hundred on day one of our first warm up game to Rory Burns I, was, yeah. I think I was yeah. stood at slip and I went Joe's going to get a double hundred this, this tour yeah. um, didn't look like it after the first game <laughs> <laughs> um, but then he managed to go out there and do it and honestly you know that's that, that was that saying um, you know form's temporarily cost, uh, it's permanent oh no doubt about that now this is Jim White with Natalie Sawyer and Simon Jordan and they were joined in the studio by Robbie Lyle from AFTV. Get ready for some fireworks. And there's a lot of... Uh, there's so many things, misconceptions that go around about AFTV. Oh, they only get views when they lose, is the, is, is the other thing. Well, if, you know, you guys would be finished if you lose. Well, I was just looking on YouTube uh, of the top four trending videos today. Um... Video number two trending is the highlights of the game last night. Number four trending video is an interview with me speaking to troops who you questioned his IQ. I didn't, actually, I didn't that, actually, Robbie. You did? No, I didn't actually. We'll deal, we'll deal with some right, of the things um, you said. That's the number four trending video, and we won the game. So okay. I guess all these all misconceptions right. so around. Who, who is troops? Troops is one of the fans that we interview um, on he's AF a TV. He's a, he's a regular. He's very popular. And Simon questioned um, his IQ, did he? Simon um, questioned his IQ. He questioned the IQ of many of the fans that come onto AFTV. And as I said, I found that hypocritical because you work on TalkSport and TalkSport, and I think it's brilliant. It was one of the things I love about TalkSport, allow fans to come on and have their say after a game. And sometimes fans say things that, we don't agree with. I mean, I heard some fans the other Absolutely day right, on TalkSport having a go at Guardiola. I was like, Absolutely. if only we had Guardiola Absolutely. at Arsenal. But Absolutely that's right. their opinion. And fans absolutely have a right to have a vantage point, and they should have a vantage point because they're the heartbeat of a club. I didn't question any of your individuals' IQ. I made a comment in response to what Danny Kelly said, which what's the average age? What do you think the average age of an Arsenal fan TV viewer is? I said, well, listening to some of the nonsense I've listened, I question what the average IQ is. Let me read you out a tweet from one of your guys to see if you think this IQ is something of something of resonance. This is your troops, is it? I don't know troops from a bar. Troop, so. Troops is one of the, the, the one only, of the regular. The, 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 the only reason I know troops is because Danny Kelly mentioned him, right. and the only contact a context I have with you guys is to watch a few of your videos and seen a few of your things because your no, your notoriety and your infamy precedes you. But that's the motivation behind your behind your platform. We'll discuss it in a second. But this is one of your guys. This is what he sends me: "Suck my big toe, you pompous stuck-up rat," and also sort out your barber blood. With all that cash, I thought you'd have patented. Or did you lose it all when you left Palace administration, you mug? 
Now, when I talk about IQ, uh, do you do you think that raises the bar? Do you think that's a, a particular comment that that resonates well with people that read or listen to your platform? Would you like your children to watch your platform? Because I don't know if I'd want my kids to listen was, to some was, of the things I was, see. Was that on uh, those comments were on our platform to you? Were they? This is on Twitter. No, well, our platform is not Twitter. Well, this it's is Twitter. AFTV. This is this is one of your. No, you, this, is, this is one of your guys. That's one of that the guys. That, but this on. is this is the one of the guys that you told me that I was questioning his IQ. I didn't question his IQ. I don't know him, Robbie. And by the way, also what I turned around and said is I have a vantage point on the content that I've seen. And I also know there's a very diverse set of content that you have, which isn't all about observations and criticisms. And it amazes me because there's a lot of criticism that goes on your platform. Yet you cry when someone criticizes you. I'm not crying. I, I made an observation. No, 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 hold you, on, hold you, on, hold no, on, hold no. on. You came back with a 15 second, ra- 15 minute rant about me. 90% of it was inaccurate. Have you ever been to Thornton Heath? I was raised in Thornton Heath. I went to a pub. I went to a state I, school I, and was I, expelled. I, I, I didn't to, go to. I didn't go to a public school. Mate. I used to. I'm I used to be in Thornton Heath very regularly. I'm not a posh boy. Back in the day, I was that, in, in a irrelevant. reggae artist. I used to record him. Fantastic. But I have a great. So I do know. I have a great deal of regard. Let me what? let me just say something. That comment you just read out was on Twitter. That wasn't on was AFTV. Do- I could but find. Was, but that's no, no, no. Sorry. I'm talking about the IQ of the people that. That, talk, that about pla- talk about our Talk about our I'm talking about the engagement that I've talk had with, one of, your, with one of your audience. My vantage point. And, is and at, can I just? At, and I've seen it. And I've heard it. So let, I listened to you. I didn't interrupt you, right? But I've heard some of the things that are being said. And I look at it and say, you know, when you go to your platform, it should be about insight. It shouldn't be about insults. It shouldn't be about entertainment. It should be about education. I, I believe that ultimately a football club of the sum of all its parts and a key integral part of that are the fans. I don't want to shut people's voices down. I'm not a dinosaur in that, in that respect. I believe you're a broadcaster. You're no different from anybody else. You're a broadcaster. The only thing different about you is you have a different kind of content, but you're in the exact same space as everybody else, which means you are subject to other people's opinions, mm. and people give you a vantage point. Now, I look at it and say, all I've seen, all I've heard, and, 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 and I've tracked your growth because I admire you, Robbie, because you have seen an opportunity... You have seen a marketplace and you've steered into it and you've got the zeitgeist, my friend, on how to do to do a fan TV. It's built upon notoriety, it's built upon your infamy. If you look at the tre- if you look at the trend that's gone with your business, three hundred and fifty thousand subscribers in 2017, watch the decline of Arsenal and watch the decline of that club from 2017 and watch the ascent of your viewership. It's gone Arsenal have gone down. The divisiveness has gone up, and up goes your numbers. So really? if you as an Arsenal fan are in a very difficult position because you have a conflict of interest, mate. So I don't, I don't so Robbie, what I... we're doing at the moment is Simon's seriously questioning the objectivity of AFTV. Yeah, that got a bit feisty. OK, let's head over to H&J. Trust me, it's not going to be as feisty for a little bit of light relief. Rylan is hosting. Oh yeah, Rylan, yeah. Hosting a new series of Ready Steady Cook. I was thinking, is there some new law that's been passed that says the only person allowed to present a TV show is Rylan? Oh yeah, that has been. Yeah, <laughs> I missed that one have completely. You, have you not seen that? Yeah, it was. A, I think it was enshrined in law about six months ago. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah, I mean, pr- certain programmes. Uh, mm. he's, he's not been doing Newsnight, has he? I mean, no. he does. He's been doing. Su- I saw him on Supermarket Sweep by well, accident the other quite day. Suit him, I would it was rather good. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, certain good, things yeah. I think uh, kind of suit his. T- he is on a lot, though. Well, know. he is. He is. Yeah. And there yeah. you go. So are you. And... Well, that's true. Anyway, it? we'll leave it there. And... Oh, we, I had a T20 birthday spread oh, for what you. should we do that? There's Pele here. Uh, okay. Yeah, Have you, can you is. find it Yes, now? I found it. Here it is. Good. All right. Fair enough. 
Here it is. Oh, it comes Pele. Oh, Pele, he'd be, be up in a minute. Give yeah, Becky a chance. You've just pulled that one out of nowhere. <laughs> Expected to find Pele at a moment's notice. He's a busy man. <laughs> it's very true. Right, OK. Well, it's so a very happy I, birthday. I have to guess the age of this person. You're yeah. going to give me so many years it either can't way. Be anybody that doesn't know this. Is what, how many years? How many years have I got to work with? You've got, I think you'll know this, so I'm going to give you a, a very measly five years. So I've got to be within five on this person's yeah. age. Have a go at home, everybody. It's a very, very happy birthday to Lord Dubs, uh, Alf Dubs, the Labour MP from 79 to 87. Yeah, 79 or 80. Have you heard his new album? No. It's the dubs mix, I've I'm got sure, it. I'm sure it's very really good, Jay. Yeah, it's good. Um, <laughs> uh, 84. He is 88, so oh, you're within one. Within one, there we are. It's also our old friend uh, Paul Hardcastle's birthday today. How old do you think he is? Uh, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do <laughs> it, because he's definitely older than that, isn't he, now? <laughs> he's definitely old. What are you going to say? 19. Do people, do people say, they must, he must get, they must say, oh, 19 again, Paul. <laughs> I'd have pound for everybody who'd said I bet that. they do. I'd have well, happy birthday, Paul, if you're listening. Yeah, good you afternoon, do. And a very happy birthday. I'm Natalie Sawyer, and this is Talk Sport Daily. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Over to Drive now with Aidan Goffey talking West End. It's not rocket science or great coaching to say, right, let's throw Antonio in. But the problem with that is, as we've seen, Antonio can't do two games in a week. He can't do 90 minutes either, which is unfortunate, but that seems to be the way it is. Unless he gets fully fit, they've got a big problem there. But that's no great rocket science saying, oh yeah, he's dynamic, throw him on the pitch. What else have you got? You don't have a plan to get the best out of Seb Haller. Anderson was, what, 30-odd million, 36 million? And you're right, he's not playing well. But when I was at Chelsea, they won at Chelsea, and he brought him off there as well. You're right, he keeps getting subbed. And they had a massive row on the side of the pitch, in the dugout, him and Pellegrini, then him and Pellegrini's number two. He's clearly not happy, which is why he isn't producing particularly good football. So when you've got a player who's actually really talented, which Anderson is, you surely have to do all you can to get the best out of him. Having a big row with him after you take him off... That's not going to be getting the best out of him. That's clearly upsetting him, mm. isn't it? Well, of course it is, and there's plenty of other things. He went and got Wilshire uh, with his injury record, wasn't great. They decided to get rid of Carroll because he had injuries, and now he's 
Looks as though he's doing all right at Newcastle, not scoring yet, but he looks like he's putting himself about. He got rid of, when you say that Antonio can't play two games in a week, well, he got rid of Chicharito, Perez and Cattle, three strikers. So what's he doing? Mm. He must have another striker on his books. I think he has. He's got the young lad, haven't they? Dean uh, Garner, he's at West Brom, on loan. Well, <laughs> well there you go. Well, do you know what I mean? If, he, if he's got a striker who, who can only play once in, in in a week and can't play if there's two games, and he's got another striker who needs to either play in a two or play in a three, he can't do it because he's no one to play. It's uh, And Yarmolenko's a weird one, left out completely last night, and that might make sense if you think he didn't play well at Wolves. However... Look at the subs bench and you tell me if there shouldn't have been a place for Yarmolenko. It made no sense whatsoever. So has anybody got any faith in Pellegrini? Back to the bridge and here's the moose with Chelsea's goal scorer Tammy Abraham and then some breaking news from Syria. Tammy, first of all, that was the first goal tonight was a really important one. Yeah, we know we needed it tonight. Um, we needed the whole three points today and... Um, you know, when the first goal went in, you know, you could feel the relief around the stadium and, you know, the second goal goes in soon after as well. And from there, you know, we just want to just finish off the game and not to get another goal in the second half was kind of risky. Um, they got back in the game, but, you know, I'm so excited to be through. Cheeky little back heel. <laughs> you could call it that, you know, just about being in the right place at the right time. You looked a bit annoyed actually getting scored before that. You had a good chance. Yeah, I did. Um, you know, similar to the chance I had against... Uh, Norwich, my first goal, you know, on the half volley. I was expecting the ball, but, you know, I just, I think, just took my eyes off it for one second and a missed connection. Um, but, you know, I'm glad to obviously get the goal. What does it mean to you to get to get through to knockout stages? Because it was one of the big things this season when you all started. You know, can the youngsters get in the top four? Can they get through in the Champions League? Well, you've, you've ticked this box. You now put it away till the new year and, and, and enjoy the knockout stages. What, what does it mean to you? It means a lot to me. Um, you know, it's a dream come true watching the Champions League as a young kid and finally playing it in myself. Um, you know, to be through to the last 16, um, you know, it's a massive achievement for me and the boys. Uh, now it's about knuckling down, focusing on the Premier League now. And then, you know, in the New Year's, focus back on the last 16. Have you got a goal target finally between now and the end of the season? Because <laughs> you're into double figures and you're powering forward. I mean, golden boot? I mean, what, what, talk to me about anything like that. Uh, the aim is just to score as many as possible, you know, help the team as, as much as possible. And for me, you know, if it's touching 20s, 25s, you know, I'll, I'll be over the moon. With the breaking news, even though they won 4-0 and have qualified for the knockout stage of the Champions League, Napoli have sat their manager, Carlo Ancelotti, um, which I suppose in some ways opens up, um, in fact, not in some ways, in every way, opens up the door for him to return to Premier League. Oh, go on, Perry. Look, Perry's desperate. No, go just on. Go on, look here. You're for the Gooners, right, the Gooner fans out there. Yeah. <clears throat> Lundberg, you, always say, you say Lundberg or, or Ancelotti? No, 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 just Ancelotti. Worst ways out from now to the end of the season. Because some of the names that are being banded about as an Arsenal fan... Oh, no, what are you saying? Ancelotti's it's going to just take you to the end of the season. If you if that was going to be the deal, so it what gives is... Arsenal more time to get the manager that they want at the end of the season... Well, Ancelotti's going to take that to the end of the season. In a heartbeat, he'd take it. No chance, Of course right. he would. No, he's not. He'd be in Portofino drinking... He loves football. ...Sauvignon Blanc and, and all sorts so of... So you don't think that Carlo Ancelotti would be interested in the Arsenal job? Not till the end of the season, no. Give him a four-year deal and he might be. All right, Arsenal fans then, if you had to have Ancelotti for, give him a three-year deal this season and two more seasons. End of the season. What is this? Do you know what? I just take him. What is this? Like a circus act, Arsenal. I take him. I want, so Chelsea never have interim managers. Are you kidding? Don't you dare lecture me about interim managers. No, but don't. And turmoil. Don't you dare. Yeah, what we do, we win the Champions League. 0871. And FA Cup. Exactly. Well, there you go. That's what I'm saying. You're not going to do that, are you? No, no. Just think about your You might win a game. 
Just you might win a corner. Think about your club, Jace, <laughs> and when you have intrigue managers coming in, if it's the he is the right stature, the right kudos, knows the Premier League. Have a bit of respect for Carl Ranchelsea, I'll bet mate. you, I'll bet you, have a bit of respect for him. Second or first favourite for the Gooners. Yeah, but yeah, but not interim. Have a bit of respect for Carlo, mate. He's just got the tin tack. He's, He's got, got to get him when he's weak and vulnerable. Back to Brecky now. Ben Stokes once more talking about his firsts and lasts. So I'm going to ask um, for your first and last. First ever gig you went to, Ben? I think it was Hugh Jackman, actually. That's the first one I've ever been to. Yeah? The greatest show, yeah. All right. Okay, <laughs> Ali? Okay, the last time you were starstruck. Hugh Jackman. There you go. Yeah. It can't be him, no. It can't be him. <laughs> first sporting hero. This is proper sporting hero, yeah. Jordan Spieth. The first time you used your fame to get something for free. Oh, I was probably to get into a bar when I was 18. Love it. That'll that. do for us. <laughs> first, uh, you won't get in trouble because it's a bit of fun. First celebrity crush. Jennifer Aniston. I'm probably not Ooh, the only oh, one. Oh, yeah. wow. There's a queue. There's a queue. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got any friends, A queue up to Fleet Street with that one, to be honest with you. First outlandish big money purchase. My first watch. Oh, that's so nice. It just tells the time. Last meal you cooked? <laughs> Fajitas for uh, Joe Root and Rory Burns. Ah. No way. Yeah. Chicken? Beef? Chicken. Did they know how to open them? <laughs> <laughs> the last TV series that you binged on? Do you know what I mean? You... Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget the name. Um... Yeah, Peaky Blinders, man. Yeah, but that I was wasn't the last gonna one. I, that, I, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. Oh, well, you need to get in quicker then. <sighs> yeah. Mindhunter, that's it. Mindhunter, yeah. Yes, that was your dose of the TalkSport Daily podcast. Please click and subscribe to Acast, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. There'll be another one of these same time tomorrow. Great show today. Another great edition of The Poddy Tomorrow. That was a podcast from TalkSport. We might start Parrot up front. You might start Sessignon start, and Lachelso. Sorry, who's going to start up front, Theo? Maybe Parrot. Oh, Troy Parrot. Who's that? Troy Parrot? No. Do you not know him? The young Who, Irish fella. Who's he starting up front? Parrot. <laughs> <laughs> come on, oh, Theo. Theo, mate, mate, come, come on. on, mate. You're better mate. than that. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.